Welcome to the Crowd Church Podcast. We are an online church and you are listening to the service that we also live stream on YouTube and Facebook. For more information about Crowd Church, please visit our website at www.crowd.church. Good evening and welcome to Crowd Church. My name is Matt Edmondson. Beside me is the talented and all-round beautiful person, which is Dan Orange. Dan, how are we doing today? I'm doing very good, thank you. Very yes. good. I see we've Happy set day. the uh, the light behind you as red in honour of uh, yes, the two the, red teams which are currently yes. playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the two red teams. The two red teams. Liverpool are playing Forest, by the way, which is why Matt Crew is in the comments praying for Forest. He's a bit anti-Liverpool Football Club, uh, but that's okay. Not everyone's perfect, as Matt Crew has just wildly demonstrated. Uh, but there we go. <laughs> so he's uh, he's cheering on Forest, whereas I am definitely cheering on Liverpool. So come on, Liverpool. Uh, we will no doubt be kept abreast in the game, especially if Forest scores by Macri, but that's the way it is. Anyway, you have not tuned into a football commentary. Oh no, you have tuned into uh, Online Church. Uh, it just so happens that Online Church happens uh, at times when football games are being played. And so we do occasionally get these sort of cross crossover commentaries, uh, especially when Macro is in the comments. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we we uh, we still enjoy church and you're welcome here. Thank you for joining us. Now, Dan, the weekend yes. saw in the UK a massive shift in what, well, a shift in the weather. I mean, the sun actually came out. The sky I can see outside my window is still blue. Did you take advantage of the uh, of the good weather? I did. Um, I did. I'm actually surprised I'm not sporting a tan <laughs> because it doesn't take much. I get a nice little bit of a red fod. Um, yeah, I was out enjoying it. Get a bit of a red fod. <laughs> it, it, it's, the, it's the ginger in me. Yeah. Just when you look at the light. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I get burnt really easily. So what did you do? Where did you go? I uh, went for a few little walks. Coldstones Park, which was very nice. And round our round our heath, yeah. Oh, very good. It's very just good. nice, isn't it? Isn't it nice just be outside? Oh, I mean, I was in a t-shirt, and my mother-in-law said, "Shall I take my gloves off?" <laughs> <laughs> so I still have a hat, heated jacket, and coat, but she didn't wear oh, gloves. Wow. It wow. must be getting warm. Must be getting warm. <laughs> stick a gloves off. Uh, that's really funny. No, no, no. That's, that's phenomenal. Yesterday, uh, I don't know about you, but I for the first time this year, I cut my grass. Uh, that's how I know that spring's on the way. Is we cut the grass, <laughs> and so uh, that's um, that's usually a good sign. Matt Cruz put in the comments here. By the way, if you are joining us on the live stream, your first time with us, do say hi in the comments. Uh, we know that people watch it on Facebook, and we know that people watch it on YouTube. The comments do come through to us here, so do say hi. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you, that's for sure. Uh, Matt's put here, I was in Sefton Park this morning um, at the Friends of Sefton Park Litter Pick, uh, enjoying the sunshine, picking up litter. Well done, Matt. Yeah. Well done. I, thought, I saw that he went after the um, Paddy's Night mess that was left, and he did a load of picking up as well. Nice uh, one, yeah. Matt. Well done. Well done. So yes, uh, be be sure to say hi. Uh, that's that was my thing. Uh, be sure to say hi, and I hope you had a good weekend wherever you are. Let me tell you. In fact, Dan, do you? Why don't you tell the good folks what is coming up today? Do you do you remember? I, I, well, I do remember when we did my paper. <laughs> I can recall it. Uh, we got Sherlon coming to talk to us about prayer, mm -hmm. um, which is going to be yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, and then we will have some worship and me and Matt will be talking about what's, what Sheldon said. Um, and hopefully, yeah, answering some of your questions. Yep. What does God say about prayer? What is exactly. this prayer thing about? Yeah. What is this whole prayer thing about? So you're entirely correct. Uh, if you are new to prayer, let me tell you what we are in the process of. We are going through what we call a series, which is basically 
uh, talks with a common theme. And we've been going through this one for a little while. It's called, what does the Bible say about? And we look at topics um, and ask questions like, what does the Bible say about prayer? Which is what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to carry on with that. Without further ado, let's dive straight into the talk from the good man, which is, uh, did you ever live with Sherlon Den? No, he lived just around the corner. He used to live in my house, but that was before I owned it. <laughs> That's true, because I lived with him in that house. Yeah. Yes, lots of people have lived in that house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A long, old time ago, Sherlon and I used to be roommates yes. before he got married and I got married. Uh, Graham, welcome uh, to the broadcast. Uh, should be good. Yes, sir. well, let's hope so. Sherlon is a top fella. Uh, so, um, yeah, Sherlon uh, and I have been friends for a very long time. So super chuffed he, he agreed to do this talk because uh, he is a man. We call him in the church a man of prayer. He loves prayer and he's got an idea and a revelation and an understanding about prayer that not many of us have. So the fact that he's going to do this talk is just fantastic. So uh, here, without further ado, is the amazing Sherlon Atkins. I'm Sherlon, and today I want to talk about a subject that I'm really passionate about. What does the Bible say about prayer? I hope by the end of this talk that you'll get excited about prayer and that you'll start to pray more. Now, growing up, I was surrounded by prayer. My mum would pray about anything and everything. And I guess coming from a West Indian background, that was totally natural because our prayer was like the fabric, prayer and church were like the fabric of life. And in going to university, my prayer life took off. It went, went ballistic. I'd go to early morning prayer meetings. I'd go to late night prayer meetings. I'd go to all night prayer meetings. That term going on a night out for me wasn't just about going to clubs. So I got really excited about prayer. Now today I want to look at a few questions. First I want to look at a question that says, what does the Bible say about God answering the prayers of sinners? And when I mean sinners, I mean people who are not yet Christians. Now I'm a religious studies teacher in secondary school, and sometimes my, my students will say, when we're talking about prayer, Sir, um, if I ask God for a new laptop or a new iPhone, or a new PlayStation, or if I ask God for, um, ooh, I don't know, if, if I ask God to win a lottery, would God answer my prayers? I say to them that God is not Santa Claus. God is not a slot machine. He doesn't give away freebies. There's more to prayer than just asking. God is more interested in us, in a relationship with us than he is in just giving us what we ask for. Um, I've got two amazing daughters, Evie's six and Hope's four. During half term, we were in Colstones Park and it was freezing. But my daughters wanted ice cream. Hey, who knows? So I thought to myself, you know what? I'll buy them the ice cream. They asked, you know, prayer is asking. They asked, so I bought them the ice cream and I bought one for myself as well. Why did I do that? Well, I did that because they're my children. They asked. I love them. I've got a relationship with them. Okay? Now, the thing is, if they just wanted ice cream, or if they just asked me for things all the time, 
and never wanted to spend any time with me at all, that wouldn't be a very healthy relationship as a, as a parent. Okay? But God does want to answer our prayers. God does care about the prayers of people who are not yet Christians, people who may be seen um, as sinners. In, in the Bible, in Romans 5.8, it says that while we were sinners, while we were not yet Christians, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the sinners. Now, if Jesus Christ died for your sins and for my sins, then he's more than willing to answer your prayers and my prayers. There's a story um, in the New Testament, in the first book, Matthew, um, when a Canaanite woman comes to Jesus. Now, the Canaanites were outcasts. They uh, were seen as unclean. They were like Gentiles. When Jesus came initially, um, he came to, to the people who were Jewish. He didn't come to the Gentiles, to the Canaanites. And she starts to, to pray to God. She, she has a conversation. You know, prayer is a conversation. And her son is sick. He's, it says in the Bible he's demon-possessed. She asks God to heal him. God says, I haven't come to the Canaanites, to the Gentiles, only come for the Jews. And she pleads. She prays. He says that even, even the dogs eat the crumbs off the table. You know, even the people who aren't Jews are, are, are believing what you are saying. God, Jesus, hears her prayer. God hears the prayers of sinners because we are all made with the DNA. Every human being on this planet has a DNA of God inside of them, whether they recognise that or not. But God is interested in more than just answering everything we ask for. God is interested in relationship. What does the Bible say about relationship? What does it say about communication? What does it say about friendship? In the Old Testament, there's a bloke, a guy called Abram or Abraham. And the other day I was teaching and one of my students was doing an exam question. And the question said, why is Abraham significant, important to Judaism and Christianity? And this student wrote down because he was the first one who spoke with God. And then God made a promise with him. And that word promise is called covenant. So prayer is a relationship. God spoke with, not to, Abraham. Prayer isn't a dictatorship. It's a relationship. It's a two-way conversation. And the story of Abraham talks about how one day God wants to uh, destroy a city. And Abraham prays. He pleads with um God, he has this conversation. If there are f five people who are, are worthy, we destroy it for five people. And he pleads and he pleads and God says this and Abraham says that and God listens to Abraham and Abraham listens to God. They have a conversation. That's what prayer is about. It's about a friendship. It's about relationship. It's about getting to know someone. Further on in the Old Testament, there's a, there's a bloke called Moses. And Moses led 2,000 Israelites out of Egypt in the Exodus. And it says of Moses that God would speak to Moses as a man speaks with his friend. That's relationship. You know, I'm married and if I just spoke to my wife all the time and I never let her speak or I never listened, that would be much of a relationship. So prayer that is heart is a two-way conversation. Right, so moving on. What does the Bible say that Jesus says about prayer? Jesus says an awful lot about prayer. Firstly, he says that we have to become like little children. What does that mean, little children? Well, my four-year-old Hope, she's not in at the moment, but if she was, she might barge in the door and give me a hug or ask for something. Little children... They always ask for things. And they come to their parents and they think their parents can give them anything they ask for. They think their parents are all powerful. I'm not. But in the same way, we are God's children. God is our Heavenly Father. He wants us to come to him with that kind of reckless abandon, that kind of boldness that kids have 
they haven't got any airs and graces. They don't think, should I ask my daddy for that when they're four years old? They just ask. God wants us to come to him with that type of boldness that we can't do it, but God's so much bigger than us. He possibly could. Okay. Um, what does Jesus say about prayer? Well, the Lord's Prayer is an amazing template for prayer. And it starts off with, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So Jesus says that we should recognise who God is, how great he is, how big he is, that he's the God who created the heavens and the earth. He can answer prayers. But also, we should give him adoration. We should give him worship. We should thank him for who he is and for what he can do. It goes on to say about um, your kingdom come. So when we pray, we can pray God's kingdom. in. What does that mean? Well, it means that we can pray for, for good things to come into our communities, into our, our homes, into our schools, places where we live, places where we work, the places where we socialise. We can pray for love, for joy, for peace, for gentleness, for kindness, for forgiveness, for honesty, for truth, for love. We can pray for God's kingdom, for Christian values to just permeate our society. Your kingdom come. Then it goes on to say, give us this day our daily bread, our needs. A few years back, I was unemployed, out of work, um, and we were struggling financially. The church that I go to, we've got a community, a group of Christians who meet together on a regular basis, and we prayed. We prayed that God would give me my daily bread, he would give us as a family our daily bread, he'd meet our needs. And over the course of those six weeks, we saw over two and a half thousand pounds come in. And then after those six weeks, I, I was able to get another teaching job, a new job. Now, God wants to meet our needs. Not always what we want. He's not Santa. He's not slot machine. But he wants to meet our needs. And if we don't express that in prayer, then it won't get met. So what does the Bible say about Jesus? What does the Bible say, say that Jesus says about prayer? He says that we should ask for what we need. It goes on to say that we should forgive those who sin against us because God forgave us. I'm always moved when I um, read the story of uh, Dee Walker. Now, Dee Walker um, was the mother of Anthony Walker, who was uh, murdered in a, a racist attack um, in Nosley in Heighton in 2005. And uh, she forgave the two, the two men who murdered her son, and she said that she forgave them because God forgave her. Her, her daughter, Dominique, um, Anthony's sister, said that the Bible said you should forgive someone 70 times 7 times. The Bible says 70 times 7. You should always forgive people. And I think Dee and Dominique did that because they know that when you forgive, it doesn't mean that you forget but it means that you don't allow bitterness to rob you of the rest of your life. You know, you forgive because, yes, it makes you feel better, you know, and it makes the person who did what they did, you know, whatever they do, if they don't change, it doesn't matter. But if you forgive, you're doing what Jesus told you to do. And you forgive because Jesus forgave you. When he died on the cross, he forgave all our sins. So we forgive. So Jesus says in prayer, we should forgive others, let go, let loose of bitterness. Then it goes on to say about how it ends with basically saying that um, we should steer clear of evil, you know, deliver us from evil. God can help us to stay away from evil and deal with evil if we pray. Finally, I want to talk about what does the Bible say about guidance. Now, I am a fervent uh, Liverpool fan. Um, I love Liverpool. I love the team. And uh, I was intrigued to read the story of Fabinho. Fabinho is a midfield player from Brazil. He joined Liverpool in 2019. And he basically joined Liverpool 
because God said that he could. So I just want to read a bit of the story. Fabinho is a Christian. Fabinho decided to join Liverpool because he consulted God over the decision, according to his friends. The article goes on to say, Fabinho only made the move to Liverpool because the man upstairs said it was the right thing to do. Before agreeing to a 40 million transfer, Fabinho sent a message to a WhatsApp group of childhood friends to pray for God's guidance about joining the Reds. The article ends, the move to Liverpool was a no-brainer. It's everything he ever wanted, but even so, he wouldn't have signed if God did not want him to. When we ask and pray for guidance, like Fabinho, God will give us a sense of peace that this is the right thing to do. A sense of unease may mean that it's the wrong thing to do. When we pray to God for guidance, we're saying that we're, we're interdependent on God. You know, when you're young, when you're a baby, you're dependent upon your parents for everything. And as you grow old, you become more independent. But as Christians, when we pray, we show God that we are dependent, interdependent upon him. Prayer is about living with and walking with God in relationship. Prayer is a sign that we are not number one. Prayer is a sign that our ego is not in control. It says in Jeremiah 29, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Plans not to harm you. God has plans for us. God has plans for our life. Our life can be adventure. If we invite God into our lives through prayer, if we see prayer as something we habitually do all the time, every day, then life will be an adventure and we'll walk through it with God by our side. Thank you. Well, thanks, Sherlock. That was great. Um, so coming up, we are going to be talking about what Sherlon said, answering your questions about prayer. But first, we're going to put that into practice. We're going to pray for Ukraine. So something's going to come up on the screen. The words are going to come out. So if you want to take part, that'd be awesome. And then we're going to sing a song, God Be Our Guide. Well, we're going to listen to a song. Please feel free to join in at home. So... Let's pray. Father God, King of all nations, we cry out to you now for the people of Ukraine. We ask you to rescue those who are vulnerable from the hands of their enemies, that they may live life without fear before you all of their days. Lord, have mercy. Lord of Lords and Prince of Peace, our politicians are predicting the biggest war in Europe since 1945, and we simply cry out to you urgently to write another story in our time. Thwart the dark machinations of evil men. Give wisdom beyond human wisdom to peacemakers seeking an equitable and less violent way. May politicians exercise the wisdom from above, which is peaceable, gentle, willing to yield and full of mercy. Lord, have mercy. Holy Spirit, we pray for the church in Ukraine, a nation in which 70% of the population call themselves Christian. Give our many brothers and sisters in that nation courage in this crisis, that they may proclaim the good news of your kingdom, bind up broken hearts, and bring comfort to all who mourn. Lord, have mercy. You, Lord, make war cease to the end of the earth. You break bows, shatter spears, and burn shields with fire. 
And so we ask you now to save the lives of many people in Ukraine. Make a peace that is strong and not weak. De-escalate this crisis. We hear of wars and rumors of wars, but you, Lord, are our rock, our fortress, and our deliverer. Our hope is in you. And so we address the nations now. In the name of Jesus, we say, Be still and know God. He is exalted among the nations. He shall be exalted in the earth. Lord, have mercy. go so god be our guide great worship song to sing along to especially when you need god's guidance which as sherlon said we all pretty much do right so um thank you sherlon for doing that talk always a pleasure to listen to you talk about ice cream stories with your kids uh Mm -hmm. and uh, i just i I don't know about you dan as i was listening to that story i can remember twenty thousand times all my kids saying dad can we have some ice cream and me going yeah sure no problem let's get some ice cream because why why would i say no right uh so (laughs) it's one of those isn't it it's a great analogy uh oh sharon's put in the comments i forgot to say hi before so hi uh better late than never thanks babe um Question, something non-Christian believers ask me all the time. Why does God sometimes not answer people's prayers straight away? 
Well, let's jump straight into that then, Dan. Shall we? Yes. <laughs> well, we won't warm up. Let's just go straight into the deep end. Uh, any thoughts on that question in the comments? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Um, yeah, Matt, why? <laughs> um, I don't, I, yeah, I honestly don't know. Why does he answer some prayers instantly? Why does some take what we feel is just an age? Why do come, some come right in the last moment when it, you think, well, wouldn't that have been easier to be answered when I prayed, not just you know, when it came down to the wire? Um, I don't have an answer for that. I think it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because I don't think it's as black and white. Personally, I don't think it's as black and white as saying, well, God's not interested if he's not answered your prayers. No. Um, because there are some there are some tenets that we hold to be true and dear in the Christian faith. One is that God loves us each individually, uniquely and without limitations. Um, that God has no favourites, so he treats us all equally. Um, and that God is, in fact, good uh, and the very definition of good. So it's, it's quite a tricky one, isn't it? Because um, with those tenants in place, it is easy to go, well, hang on a minute. Why did this not happen? And so Sharon's put in the comments here and quite rightly so, Miss Sharon, yeah. uh, as parents, we don't always say yes to our kids. Uh, and we don't always say yes straight away either. And there are reasons, um, unless it's me and the kids want ice cream. Um, <laughs> but there are reasons on there why it's not as straightforward as just saying yes or no. And I think um, I, if I think back over my Christian life, there are times there are stories which I dare say we'll get in some of them of where I go. Yes, God answered that prayer. There are times where I go. Yes, God answered that prayer, but it took a while. Uh, there are times where I go, God answered that prayer in a way that was completely not what I was expecting, uh, which is probably more accurate to say most of the yeah. time. That's normally how God yeah. answers my prayer. Uh, and quite often, um, because when I'm praying about something in my very limited human capacity and not my, you know, I'm not God, I don't see everything from beginning to end. Uh, there's a very unique perspective I have on it. And um, quite often, it's not maybe the situation that needs to change. It's maybe me that needs to change in that situation. Uh, and so, you know, God not answering that prayer uh, is is maybe the better solution because perhaps it's me that gets changed. In that. And then there are just some times where actually, um, you know, you pray for, say, sick ones uh, and they and they do pass and they and, and, it, and it is hard and it is complicated um so yeah it's a very long answer mm -hmm. to the question sorry to wrap it on there but i think i think there's a whole bunch of things that we have to think about isn't there really yeah absolutely i was just thinking about an example so um this house that we bought that i'm, that I'm in now with the nice wallpaper behind me um, <laughs> and the red light <laughs> yeah the red light um that was tricky getting getting a mortgage um i worked for myself and at the time i worked for matt as well um so we had all our paperwork and everything ready mm. to get this mortgage thing. It was going to be all tricky and spoke with the financial advisor and it was all going through, filling the forms. And we had all this stuff ready to, to email off and send off. And um, he came back to us and just said, well, your bank's just fast, fast tracked you. You don't need to do anything. You've got the mortgage. Like, yay, that's amazing. And then um, brilliant. And then we get to the move-in day. And we're sat in a house which is empty because everything's been taken out into a van. The mortgage hasn't come through because we've got to wait for, I don't know, something with a lease. So we were praying and we were sat in an empty house thinking, well, people are going to try, you know, people have bought the house. They got to move in. We need to get out. Um, and yeah, things move. God answered that prayer. But mm. yeah, why didn't that all happen together? we got the chance to pray you yeah. know me and my wife sat in an empty house and prayed and something happened yeah Why it is it funny isn't it yeah. it is funny how there are just occasions like that where you just think it would have been easier if dot 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 but the reality of it is it's not always like that it's like god has got some big plan and i only mm. know a fraction of it uh, and for some reason the fraction that I know is not enough. 
as you're remaining, you kind of like, well, I, I, I you know, I, I guess, you know, God ultimately knows what he's doing. Um, uh, hi, Lucy, by the way. Lucy, Lucy's put in the comments. First time watching, this is boss, uh, which is very kind of you to say. Thank you, Lucy. It's always lovely to see you. Uh, Sharon's put here, I think one of the most difficult things is when we pray for people we love who are really ill and they don't get better or they even die. And it can be hard to understand why God wouldn't answer our prayers on that. And I think actually when you get right down to brass tacks, that's probably one of the big questions, isn't it? Why does that happen? Um, I was chatting with a guy on Instagram um, this week on Crowdchurch and he was, um, and if you don't follow us on Instagram, head on over to instagram.com forward slash Crowdchurch and follow us. Uh, just shameless plug there. Um, we put a reel up um, from Sharon's talk, um, you know, uh, there was this where she talked about how she found God or how she sees God in language and how there's language in DNA. And we, and he, and this guy was commenting on the feed about, you know, how can you, how can you serve a God or worship a God when there's suffering in the world? And it all comes, it's a similar same thing. Why is there suffering? Why did, why did, why was there pain? Why was this prayer not answered? Why were they not healed? Like we think they should be like we see Jesus doing in the New Testament. And they are very hard because I don't, I don't know if there's a clear cut answer. Is a reality, but I, yeah. I do know that in that, um, like I said, there are some tenets that God is good. God is faithful. And I don't see the end from the beginning like he does. And so we have to trust him in it as hard and as painful as it is. Um, but that's often easier said than done. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I appreciate that. So very, I'm with you, babe. I think that's one of the most difficult things to, to sort of, I don't know, explain away is the right phrase, but I think it's one of the hardest things to get your head around. Um, but to be honest with you, even if there was no God, you've still got to get your head around it somehow. You've still got to, deal with it do you know what I mean and I'd rather deal yeah. with it in the face of God rather than in the absence of God if that makes sense yeah yeah I'm with you I, even when it's hard I love that I can come before God and ask mm. him why he's not gonna slap me down for asking him why did that happen in my prayers it mm. doesn't have to be an all um perfect prayer when we pray my prayers aren't perfect they're just real. God, help me with this. Yeah. God, it's great to be here. God, why did that happen? Yeah. Uh, some of my best prayer times, I'm not saying anything. I'm not praying anything. It's just being there with, with God. Yeah. Right. That's really interesting. So, okay, Sadaf's in the comments now. What is your understanding of Romans eight twenty six? So, so, do you know that verse off the top of your head? The top of my head. No. Yeah, no. Romans eight twenty six. It says this. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love Sedaf and Sedaf's questions. So, likewise, the Spirit. So, this is talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, likewise uh, is how the verse starts. So, we kind of have to understand what went on beforehand. Um, and it talks a lot in the previous verses. Paul talks about suffering. And he, it's interesting here. I appreciate this is a slight diversion uh, on the topic of prayer. Uh, we'll blame Matt Crew because he started us on this whole journey. Uh, for I consider uh, in verse 18, Romans 8 verse 18 says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. In other words, Paul recognized our sufferings this time, but he also recognized actually it's not worth comparing what this is to the glory that awaits, i.e. heaven, you know, eternity with God. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about how creation waits um, eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Uh, and we know that the whole of creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. In other words, it's not just us that are suffering. Creation itself feels this pain, feels this suffering. Uh, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. Basically means, Paul is saying, we cannot wait to get to heaven. Basically, if I translate that into modern day vernacular, for this is the hope, uh, sorry, for in this hope we are saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he does see? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. 
That's a really interesting verse. So he's talking about hope and he's talking about patience. So in that context, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness or suffering. It's interesting, isn't it, how when you put that verse in that kind of context, it, it's really fascinating um, that we don't know what to hope for. We don't know what to pray for. Uh, we don't because we don't see it. Um, and so the Holy Spirit helps us himself. He intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he searches hearts, uh, knows what is the mind of the spirit. Because, and, and it goes on and on. And on. OK, can I just say Sadaf? It's a great question. A uh, good theological question to get into here. Uh, oh, Sharon's answered it. Uh, in answer to Sadaf's question, I think I've experienced this when praying for people on many occasions. I'll be praying for someone and then a sense of God's spirit hits me and I end up in tears praying for a complete stranger and praying, praying prayers. I had no plan to pray. Any experience mm. of that, Dan? Yeah, I... Um like that just I can be thinking about what to pray for and I can just see someone and, and whether God's told me something about them or not but there's that there is that yearning you think I need to yeah. pray for that person now I need to pray for their heart for their mind it might it might be just something that God said about them pray into that and it just mm. yeah it just comes upon you and just think yeah I'm praying for you now it could be um, friends friends from work people i've just seen on the street people don't mm. come i never ever see again but something about them goes oh yeah pray for you now mm. it's really <laughs> fascinating really isn't it thing. yeah and have you ever had I, I mean that's sort of being um i guess that's sort of being instructed by god to pray for somebody or something at that particular point in time being led by the holy spirit have you ever been in a situation where you've gone god I know I need to pray. I just don't know what to pray. Can you help me know what to pray in yeah. this situation? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think probably with Ukraine, it's like, where where, where do you start? Mm. Uh, um, and that's where, that's where I hope and pray that the Holy Spirit is groaning on my behalf and groaning on people around mm. the world that are praying. Don't know what to pray, whether it's just um, for a particular person. I mean, a lot of a lot of you would have seen on the news that little boy that just walked across the border into Poland, about eight years old, no one with him. Mm. Man, I was praying for him. And that was a like a an obvious thing, if you like. But mm. but whether it was, I don't know what's happened to him, but for that cameraman captures him we were able to pray but then there's other times when we don't know about those hundreds thousands of others that are in that same situation and just yeah hope holding on to that verse that the holy spirit's groaning and praying in that mm. conversation with with the father yeah and i think that's that's the whole point of this verse isn't it is actually the prayers that you pray, the prayers that Sherlock prays, the prayers that I pray, you, you said earlier, they don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect in no. prayer. And actually, in prayer, God helps us pray for things. When we don't know how to pray, he leads us and directs us into what to pray. Uh, and and that I find quite remarkable that it's not I've, I've not got to just sit here and figure it all out myself. It's not like God's God's kind of sitting there waiting, going, well, I'm not going to do anything, lads, until you ask me to do it. Uh, and, and best of luck figuring out what you should ask me to do. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I just, I, I, that's not the impression I get of God. I think God's mm -hmm. very active in this whole of thing. Um, Christina's put here in the comments. For me, I say everything happens for a reason. And even when we pray for something, it doesn't mean he will give us what we want. Uh, Sherlock said the same thing, actually. I remember praying for my mum. I remember praying before my mum died, asking God not to take her away. And after she passed away, I really resented him for a while. Um, but later I realized why he had done what he did. And my relation, my relationship with him took uh, a whole new level. Um, well, thank you, Christina. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the hardest thing ever, isn't it? And, um, and yet in the midst of that pain, and I, you know, that's, uh, very kind of you to share in the midst of that pain you, you found God and you understood God 
to a whole new level. And I think that's probably something to say that whilst we don't get the suffering, whilst we don't understand why some things are happening and some things don't, God is there with us and our relationship and understanding of him can grow in that position. Yeah. As odd as that sounds, and, and the guy I was chatting with on Instagram couldn't get his head around that kind of idea. It's like, no, it's like, surely I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I, it's very hard to get your head around this idea that actually in the midst of that pain, actually you can grow in your relationship with God and your relationship with other people and the world and so on and so forth. And um, it's a remarkable thing. Yeah. So I think it comes, so just to put in, I think it comes back to what Sherlock was saying about it's a conversation. Mm. If you, if you're in a, um, in a marriage and you're talking with your wife and your husband and, and you don't listen, well, they don't listen. That's not, you're not going to learn anything. You would never do that, would you, Dan? No. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Lisa's but, comment to pop up. <laughs> yeah. But my, my marriage has grown because I've learned to listen mm-hmm. and I've learned to talk and talk about the tricky things. And if we're doing that with God, it's the same. We're learning, aren't we? Learning about his heart, yeah. his heart for us and what he wants um, and what we can do about it. If we just didn't say anything or we didn't listen, yeah, how can we grow? Yeah, very, very true. Let's get into this whole, uh, Lisa's put in there a crying, crying laughing emoji. <laughs> so I, <laughs> uh, Lisa is Dan's wife, by the way, if you don't know that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why I was, I, was, I was waiting to see what Lisa put in there. What do you think to this whole idea then of, of um, God guiding you through prayer? So Fabino, um felt like he needed to ask his friends to pray before going to or before coming to Liverpool. Thank God. God said yes, uh, if that's the situation. Um, what do you think to that whole idea? And have you, have you kind of had that experience yourself? Not necessarily for Liverpool Football Club, but you know. No. What I, mean. <laughs> um, I think it's a great idea. I think I think sometimes God just opens a door and we're just walking forward and we we fall into it into it i know that's with my first job that's basically what happened the interview was rubbish the um the interviewer answered my questions and gave me the job and i don't think that was god um but i also think yeah definitely clarify things it might be it might look the most obvious thing to do you know come and play for the possibly the best team in the world can we get 40 million pounds however mm. however that works yeah still ask god because he's got the there's no good no good doing something that god doesn't want you to do that's mm. the worst place to be in yeah yeah no very good yeah Salaf has written here sometimes we think we need to pray elaborate and eloquent prayers to be heard uh, but god hears and answers our prayers because he is god not because our prayers mm. are good i think that'll preach right there yeah um there's a story, Absolutely. isn't there, in the Gospels of uh, of the religious leaders of the day doing all these big, fancy, eloquent prayers. And Jesus was having none of it, wasn't he? It was just like, no, no, you think you're going to be heard because of all these fancy, eloquent prayers. How wrong you are, my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think, Sadaf, that's very, very true. Sharon's put here, I confess I find prayer difficult at times. Does this resonate? Uh, I have great intentions, but sometimes the distractions win out. What do you think, Dan? Yep. That's my <laughs> I think you're exactly right, Jen. I think that's yes. true of all of us, isn't it? Um, that actually, yeah. it's funny, isn't it? We, I think prayer is a bit like healthy eating. Do you know what I mean? You know it's good for you. You know you should do it. Exercise, same thing. But for whatever reason... We just don't. And we find other things to do in its place. And I find that very, very illogical. But it is something that we all do. Right. So how have you you found, um, I guess, what what methods do you use, Dan, that work for you to help Mm. you pray more? Um, Different things. And I was thinking about this recently, actually. So. I um, I sometimes spend some time in the morning praying and that might just be quiet. Uh, perhaps I read my Bible, perhaps I just have my eyes closed and I'm praying. Um, I, when I go to the gym, I always, well, 
99% of the time I'm listening to worship music mm. to drown out the do 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 that's going on from the gym. Um, and I pray then. And mm. sometimes really great times praying then. And um, I had a bit of a odd revelation in the gym last, last week that it's helping my body get in a better place has helped me to be able to pray which seems strange and also mm. for me seemed in the wrong order because i'd always say well prayer is the most important thing which it is mm. but the actual discipline of of training and looking after my body that same discipline has come into prayer as well mm. it's made me mm. alert and it's made me think well then i'm going to do this and i will do five minutes on this machine or whatever it is it's that mm. that discipline has, has rolled onto into other parts of my of my life and helped that's my really help my prayer life yeah that's really interesting mm. if you're watching this just write down in the comments what you do what's helped you pray just share those out because i'd, I'd be curious to hear them i'm sure other people would as well when you pray then dan do you just sort of do that thing you know where, where primary school where we had to sort of heads bowed hands together kind of thing or ha, i mean um if if well, no one has ever I, sort of done that before you know they sort of tried to talk to god before what do you do yeah um it's normally in this room and i go back like this and my my, <laughs> my feet go up and i just i just get quiet mm. i think that's the hardest hardest thing is we have so many distractions we have so many things going around in our head yeah the first prayer might be god just quiet my heart so i can so i can actually listen to you yeah. so I'm not listening i'm not thinking about what i've got to do that day or what's going to go uh you know what's happening what i need mm. to sometimes have a piece of paper so you can write down those things so you get them out of the way so you can just spend time with god and for me it is is normally eyes closed just praying those things mm. in my head that I'm wanting to ask God for. So you pray just, quietly in your head, you're not sort of verbosing, verbosing as no, I don't, word. No, I don't normally speak out. Mm. Sometimes, so if, I'm, if I'm getting, yeah, sometimes I do, and it may be if I speak in tongues that that's more comes, I make a noise with that. Um, that's quite okay. hard sometimes. When I, you're now yeah. going to have to explain that for those who don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You brought it up, man. I'm just saying, you brought it yeah, up. You're going to have to explain I, it now. Yeah, sometimes God gives me just a, a different language. And I think that's part of what we're talking about with the Holy Spirit helping us to pray. I, mm. I, I, I'm praying, but I don't know what I'm, I'm praying. And just these, this language comes out of my mouth. And I just know he's, he's put that language in. It comes out and I'm praying for something. Um, I'm doing the action. I'm asking. I'm. God said, "Pray." I'm praying. I don't quite know how to pray. I think there's some sort of translation going on there that God's hearing my heart, and yeah, and turn that, mm -hmm. uh, turning that around, and that's a prayer. Yeah, that's if that makes good. any sense. No, it's good. I'm just going down the comments here. Um, Graham, uh, in fact, Graham says, "Make sense, Dan. Uh, Make sense, Dan. Thanks." Um, Matt's put, I pray for my enemies, which is hard because sometimes they've been nasty uh, undeservedly. Well, even if they deserve it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, the Bible does mm. tell us we have to pray for our enemies. Uh, and so it's put here, imagine you are shooting arrows filled with love when praying for others, especially those that have wronged you. That's a good visualization, uh, <laughs> Matt. Well done. Um, Christina says, I pray in bed before I go. I love you. <laughs> I, I need to read this with a Scouse accent. I pray in bed before I go to sleep. Uh, I sit quietly with my eyes closed and just pray. There's no distractions for me. Actually, I pray uh, before I go to sleep as well. And um, it's it's good. I find actually for me, just going for a walk around the park uh, is, is a great way to pray. Just those sort of general prayers and journaling. Journaling, mm. praying on paper. Sadaf's put here in the questions, and Sadaf, you understand the time, right? It's we've got five minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> what does James five sixteen mean in terms of an effective prayer? It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Thoughts on that, Dan? Mm. You're I a righteous man. 
<laughs> Thank you. I'm righteous because God's made me righteous. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm a right mess. <laughs> just put that out there. Without God, yeah, it just isn't even fair thinking about. Um, yeah, I love that verse that he's, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And God's mm-hmm. made us righteous. God's made that prayer. It is powerful. Things happen when we pray. It's not just a, it's not a magic spell and it's not a, a wish mm. i think sometimes we can have prayers and wishes linked next to each other there a wish doesn't have anything to hang on it's not mm. got substance prayer's got substance mm. prayer's got um someone we're talking to prayer's got god the creator of the world behind it and um yeah that's effective yeah no, i'd agree i think here's the thing right when you pray for me a lot of my prayer time i guess um, if I was to describe it, a lot of my prayer time is is me talking to God about exactly what I should pray for rather than assuming that I know what to pray for. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then when I know I am praying according to his will, which is what Jesus is talking about when he when he's when he's talking about the, the, the you know, the Lord's prayer. If we pray anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the answers that we desire of him. And that's when prayers become powerful and effective is when we as, as righteous men and women stand before God and we understand the responsibility, I suppose, of prayer and the the power of prayer that actually we pray prayers that are in line with God's will. And somehow God in all his wonder and miraculous creation has gone, I'm on it. And then God answers those prayers. That's when we know uh, that they're powerful and they're effective because we take time to hear God uh, on how to pray. Uh, Paul's put here in the comments, I find a prayer can simply be a reason to start the talk with God. Uh, yeah, which is very absolutely. true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm, like and there that. are some that I think that, you know, we've not got time to get into it. The Bible talks about all the different types of prayer. So there can be just this general chat with God, you know, this sort of conversation like Dan and I are having now. And then there are some prayers where actually we're praying for very specific things and we call those intercessory prayers. There's a prayer of thanksgiving uh, where we're just full of praise and gratitude, listening to worship music and all that sort of stuff. There's all these different types of things. But fundamentally, like Sherlon said, prayer is about a relationship with God. It is a conversation uh, and prayer isn't a slot machine, uh, but it is a wonderful way to get to know God. Uh, So... Dan, thank you so much, bud. I think we'll we'll end it there because, frankly, I'm looking at the clock just underneath my camera here and it's telling me uh, I need to end it there. (laughs) It's sharing. Thank you so much for joining us in that conversation, Dan. Appreciate that, as always. Always enjoy hosting with you, bud. Nah, you're a legend. Legend. Absolute legend. Uh, So next week... Uh, do make sure you join us like and subscribe because next week we will be carrying on the conversation what does the bible say about um dan's just going to fill in while i quickly go to the website and find out what next week is going to be about dan yeah that was good i have no idea what next week's going to be about but i bet it'd be good (laughs) (laughs) it's always good it's well i think it's always good so next week we have john sloan Uh, who is James Sloan's dad. If you've been around Crowd for a little while, you'll know who James Sloan is. So next Sunday is John Sloan, his dad, uh, who is also a doctor. And John is going to be talking to us, what does the Bible say about poverty and wealth? And this is going to be a fascinating conversation, especially because John is the driving force behind the stuff in the Congo. Uh, which is part of the Imagine If Trust, the hospital that's been built over there and all that sort of stuff. So you are going to want to come and hear the stories uh, and be challenged. So make sure you like and subscribe to all things Crowd. And if you uh, if you haven't done so yet, just head on over to the website here, fill out the little contact form, subscribe to the email, and we will also email you when all the live streams go out. If there is anything you would like us as a church to pray for for you, uh, you can get in touch with us via our WhatsApp, which is also on the Actually, the website's that side. I don't know, I'm pointing the wrong way. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Got that wrong. <laughs> if you go to crowd.church, there you go. Try it then. Hey, that's it. Well done. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> it's because the screen... Oh, anyway. Um, 
if you go there, there's a WhatsApp number. You can send in your prayer request by WhatsApp, which I know many of you do. Uh, we well, we pray for every single one of you. On a Wednesday night, um, we have our little prayer meeting. Um, and uh, if you would like to come pray with us uh, on a Wednesday night, you'd be more than welcome. We have a little prayer meeting and we go through all the prayer requests that have been sent through to us. And we do pray for you guys um, because prayer of a righteous man is both powerful and effective. Uh, and so, you know, we believe that God answers prayer. Might not be always how we want him to answer the prayer, but somehow in the middle of it, God will shine through with his goodness. And that is a remarkable thing. So, um, yeah, do let us know if there's anything you'd like to pray for. Thank you so much, everyone that's joined in on the comments. It's been great to hear your thoughts on this whole topic uh, of prayer. Uh, I will be back next week i think i think i'm hosting next week i'm just checking yes i'm backed with the delightful phil watson uh next week so do come and join us as we talk with john about poverty and wealth uh, we're going to close the live stream with another worship song feel free to hang around hang around in the comments say um hi to a few people join in the conversation where once this song is finished the live stream will end automatically uh so uh from myself have a very good evening and dan have a good evening. Thanks very much for letting me be a part of this. Let me be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to go back into your cage now, Dan. We've let you yes. out long enough. <laughs> <laughs> or were you talking? Were you talking to me, or were you talking to Lisa? Then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> That's awesome. Bless you guys. Have a fantastic week. Uh, God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>